everybody. Welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. It's me, Jesse Vaughn. Um, I haven't recorded anything for a while. Uh, not anything like a full episode. Like That's been several weeks. I'm sorry about taking a week off last week. I was in Texas with my wife, and I meant to record something before I left and post it while I was there, and I just I didn't. So, my sincerest apologies. Um, yeah, so my apologies there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Happy Monday. I hope you have a good week. I hope I have a good week. It's kind of part of it, right? Um, this week, uh, I'm going to be reviewing a film that I saw very recently. Uh, this is by far the most accessible film that I've ever reviewed or even mentioned on this podcast because it is for free to stream on YouTube. Um, I am talking about the the newly released film, uh, Untraceable, colon, Lessons from the Mound. Um, if you've never heard of this film, it's probably because uh, it was made by my brother and his friend Cole Gwynn. Um, yeah, so Matt made a film with his friend Cole and my other brother Will, uh, also featuring their friend Alec Beauvais. Um, this was interesting to say the least. If you haven't seen it, um, which I, I doubt any of you have, take the time and go watch it on YouTube. It's about 10 minutes long. It's not hard to find and it's not hard to watch. Just it's called untraceable lessons from the mound. Um, give it like 10 minutes, pause the episode, watch it so you can kind of get a better grasp of what I'm about to say. So uh, check that out. And we've got spoilers in three, two, one. Okay. Uh, hopefully you watched the movie. If you didn't, that's totally fine. Because uh, if you want my true and honest opinion, that movie is absolute nonsense. Um, but it's funny nonsense, so I guess it works. Um, while Matt was telling me about him and Cole making a movie, I was thinking that it would be, you know, it, it would have a narrative of any kind. You know, I was just, I was expecting uh, some creativity, which there was some creativity in this, don't get me wrong, but uh, not the kind of creativity that I was anticipating. Um, I was expecting kind of more of a narrative with, you know, a couple goofs and gaffs, but mostly something kind of serious, kind of funny. And, uh... Not what we got. Not at all. Um, I don't want to say I'm disappointed because it is funny. It is enjoyable to watch, but it is not... Um, you can't really call it a film or a short film. You can't really call it anything. It's just more like a YouTube video at best. Um, the reason I had expected more from this, more of a like actual serious narrative of any kind, was because I know that Cole Gwynn has made a movie in the past... It's called Terrorist Destruction, and it's on YouTube also. If you go to Cole Gwynn's page, you can find that one too. When he was about 13 or so, he made this movie, Terrorist Destruction, with a bunch of his friends. And he recently decided to revive it, and he shot some extra scenes uh, with the same friends, except, you know, seven years later or so. And so he's grown up, and the characters are older. It's kind of like playing the old video as flashback to what is currently happening. And so 
you know, it looks like a movie that's made by a 13-year-old with a 13-year-old's budget. But I, I expected some kind of a narrative and some actual, you know, things happening. Uh, I, we didn't get that with uh, Lessons from the Mound, but that's okay. Um, I think there were some really funny bits and actually some some things in there that, you know, you could make a film out of if you were to put some more work into it. Um, to be fair, I'm, I'm going to rag on it a little bit just because uh, I can't help but think of film in a narrative storytelling way. But also, I want to make it clear that Matt and Cole were not trying to make anything serious. It took them like an afternoon to make the whole thing, and they were just goofing around having fun. And, it, and you can see that. like it's It's definitely a good time, and I did enjoy it, and I do like it, and I'm proud of Matt for what he's done. So I'm not like really bashing it but i'm going to to give my my full thoughts on this on the movie um video i'm gonna call it video from now on uh like to start with you've got these like strangely dramatic shots of alec and he's you know sitting on the dock and then he's standing behind the bars at a you know on like the fence and you've got the weird thing with the candy uh, you know, that's kind of neat. Like, you can kind of, like, tell the story. I don't know. Like, it feels like, when you're first watching it, that you're setting up a character. Um, even just visually introducing him and kind of showing the the sad melancholy is fine. Like, that, that sets up character, and that's kind of what I was thinking the first time I saw it. And then he pops the candy in his mouth, and then the music starts, and then you don't see Alec anymore. It's like, okay, well, that apparently didn't come out to anything. Um, I did like the little funny bit where they're in the classroom, which if you went to Florida college, you recognize that classroom very easily. Um, they're, they're in the classroom and, and Matt is standing at the front of the room speaking into what looks like a walkie talkie in his turtleneck, looking all kinds of sharp and goofy Uh, on the board. It's supposed to be like they're planning a heist and that's kind of what you can, you can tell from but they've got like equations on the board that say like seven plus seven Y equals McButt, which is like supposed to be a play on like Y equals MX plus B, which is the equation for a line. But I thought that was funny. I think that came straight from Will. (laughs) Um, There's also the, the words on the board that says I had debt so bad. My wife left me, which is also funny, which if again, if you're taking this seriously through the first time you watch it, you're thinking, okay, they're planning a heist because they have no money and he's trying to get his wife back. Okay, like you can follow that. Like you can stitch together a story out of the the lunacy. Like you can kind of piece it together. Cool. So you have the hard cut. You've got a quote that says, sometimes people change and they forget to tell each other. And you're like, okay, maybe there's going to be something in here about, you know, between the characters. Maybe... Um, one's going to betray the other or there's going to be some kind of a character growth from beginning to end that affects the dynamic between two characters cool you can kind of maybe put that forward and think that Um, hard cut title card then you cut to Cole Gwynn standing at the bottom of a stairwell eating candy out of a bag like he's Gollum or something like (laughs) it's a little weird like he's like a homeless person I think that's maybe the vibe they were going for. And then you hear the shout echoing down the stairway. And it's Matt. And he's yelling from like three stories up, I'll steal it. No one will ever know. 
Colquin looks up and yells, What? I'll steal it! No one will ever know! And you're like, okay, interesting. The character stands up, he goes up, up the stairs, and you can, you can kind of see this as the, uh, hey man, I got a job that I'm trying to pull and I need some people on my crew. You know, this is like the, the precursor in uh, Ocean's Eleven. Like, before the heist, he's trying to get his 11 dudes to help him pull off the heist. You're like, okay, we're, we're building the team. And he goes up the stairs, he opens the door to like into out of the stairwell into a, into a room and then he lands in a car which is like kind of a fun transition if you want to think of it creatively it's a it's a funny transition or you could think of it as bad continuity i'm going to choose to think of it as a creative cut that you're like oh he's bam now he's in the car and that's kind of cool i'm going to i'm going to chalk it up to creativity and not to to bad continuity um and you see Will in the driver's seat, Cole Gwynn, and then a hand comes out from the back seat, slaps Cole on the shoulder and says, I'm sure you're wondering why I gathered you here today. And it's Matt, uh, you know, who is, in theory, planning this heist job. And Matt's wearing a, a fake mustache. And you kind of have this back and forth between the characters about, you heard about my job, yeah, and between cuts, Matt's mustache is going on and off, which is uh, a very Matt thing to do in a video. Um, that is, it's got his fingerprints all over it. So, some backstory on that. I've seen that gag from Matt before. It's probably his favorite gag, is intentional errors and continuity. Like, he thinks it's hilarious. He, he does it pretty well, honestly. Um, because they're all obvious enough that you think it's funny. It's not like subtle things that's carelessness. It's like intentional, I'm trying to get a laugh out of it. So he made a video in high school for, for a project about the dangers of gambling. And so he basically tells a story about a guy who gets so into gambling that he sells his eyeballs for money to continue to gamble. And so between cuts, he's wearing an eye patch that switches from one eye to another like constantly. And I, I've seen that gag from him before. And it was funny then, and it's still kind of funny now. And so, you know, going back to Untraceable, you've got the two characters are sitting there, like, talking about this heist job. that they're. And it's unclear if they have yet to pull the job or not, if they've done it or if they're planning it. It seems like they might have done it because it sounds like they're going to a drop spot where they're going to, you know, take what they've stolen, give it to someone else, and carry it along. Um, and this is where the, the, the whole video story kind of takes a turn for the wacky and weird. So it's like, ah, oh, we're going to the only drop, so drop spot that's safe in this town. And then Cole goes, you better put it in reverse. And Will, who's driving his, his car, his very cool Mustang, pops it in reverse. And they start playing the... the you know, the, the meme song from Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. And you're like, oh, it's that kind of video. This is, okay. You know, maybe it's just a fun music choice, trying to be funny. And so they're driving out of the parking lot, heading to the drop spot. And there's a little conversation where Matt makes something up like, the only drop spot safe enough in this 
and he he does his this uh, another funny gag of his where he just talks and like long detailed thing like in the the whole city of the district of the tri-state district of regional therapy and just like it's it's funny and you laugh at it and then he goes taco bell as if taco bell's the drop spot and then you just have the guys uh ordering taco bell um which is also something i've seen matt do several times he he does this whole thing and he does it every time he goes to a drive through and it's honestly funny and sometimes honestly a little irritating <laughs> because he'll go and he'll take four minutes to to make his order like four minutes of speaking not even thinking and he'll like intentionally mispronounce the the items on the on the menu or he'll he'll ask for something goofy like yeah i I want milk to drink or just like really making these poor minimum aid minimum wage workers just really work to get this guy's order and and so they uh yeah they get their taco bell they get up to I guess I don't know what this whole next scene's all about. This is where the story, the story's already taken a turn for the worst as far as, far as the meme music and the wacky Taco Bell order. Because now they're at what you'd suppose to be maybe the drop spot, but apparently Taco Bell was the drop spot. So I don't know what they're doing. They're on the top of a parking garage, and they're you've got a funny bit where Matt falls out of the car, shuts the door, stands there for a second. And it's like, my food's still in the car, so he has to open the door back up and get his food. And all of a sudden, there's a hard cut and then a fight scene, which is uh, out of place, to say the least. But it's funny. It's like, this is where I think a, f- a fair bit of the laughs come from. You get Cole punching Matt in the face, and he says, you stole it from me. You stole it from my mom. And it's like, okay, so apparently this thief job that Matt pulled did not have Cole as a part of it and also was something that he stole f- essentially from Cole. You're like, okay, that's kind of interesting. And they have this, you know, kind of back and forth about their family, which is, it is funny. You know, my, my uncle Steven could beat up your grandma is it's funny. It's, it's a good laugh. Um, and you've got these kind of back and forth, funny fight scene stuff. So like, Matt does like he jumps off a wall and punches Cole. Then Cole ties up Matt's shoes and he does like this whole anime bit where he goes, <gasps> "The speed." I guess Matt watches anime, which is a little embarrassing for him. But okay, you know whatever. Watch what you want, like what you like, and don't apologize for it. But you know, then he he gets knocked over because his shoelaces are tied together. And then there's another one of his forced continuity errors where he's no longer wearing his jacket, but he's now he's just in a t-shirt. And he kicks him, and there's like a, a bit with a hitting someone in the face with a hammer, and then a dodgeball, and then they call off the fight, like just in an instant. My food's getting cold. They eat their food, and then they make up. And it's like, how's how's about a walk? How's about it? And that's it. That's the end of the end of the story. And so, um. You're just kind of stuck at the end of it, like, what in the world was that? Like, it was funny, and you got some good laughs out of it, and obviously they weren't trying to do anything serious, but it it's it's worth a laugh. It's worth, you know, ten minutes of your time to watch your friends goof around 
and you know it's all good and well but i think there's actually a story there that they just didn't want to put the effort into actually making and creating so i think with a little more work and a little bit of elbow grease that that could have come to something and it's funny i think i think the funniest character honestly the whole time is will because he he says like one line on accident when they're in the car i don't think they were planning to keep it he goes yeah, one time people were passing me going 95 on this stretch. And Matt goes, that's unsafe. And then the funniest thing that happens in the entire video, I'm serious. And Matt told me this this was not, like, planned. It's just, like, off the cuff, improvised. Cole goes, oh, I was born in a car. Matt goes, oh, really? Like, on the way to the hospital? Cole goes, no. Like, it's just, it's a funny offhand line. It's the funniest thing in there if you, if you can actually catch it because they kind of, they kind of cut so quickly after the punchline that you almost don't catch it at all. You don't even notice that it happened, but it is funny. So I think there's, there's some story there that can be told about a thief who ends up hiring a guy to help him pull a job, but it turns out that he betrays one of the guys on the team by helping by having him help steal from himself. Like, I think that's a really interesting story to tell. I think there's really something there. But uh, they just really didn't want to or have the time to. Like, it's coming up on finals by the time they were making this. So it wasn't really practical for them to, like, put a ton of time and effort into making this stupid YouTube video. But uh, it was fun. It was it was worth the watch. And uh, it really has got me thinking over the past couple weeks about filmmaking and about making my own like short film and it's something that I really really want to do um I have some ideas in mind for some things that I'd like to do in the future um like I've said we're running Ragnar at the end of September and I really want to make like a documentary style short film out of that event because it's a big event and so, like, that gives you some kind of a story. There's already kind of a, a set goal already in place because you've got, here's our team, and we're trying to finish this event. We're trying to finish a race. And so you've got, like, a clear-cut goal, and then it's, you know, it's a 12-man team plus one guy helping drive the van. So you've got a lot of people and a lot of kind of, I don't want to say they're characters because they're not acting. It's, like, real life. But you've got enough people interacting uh, as a part of achieving this bigger goal that you can make something interesting out of it. And it's, and it's an abnormal race. Like it's, it's a relay race that takes place over like 36 hours. So like you're, you've got a a big change in, in character, like just the emotions of the people from beginning to end, because at the beginning they're all excited and ready to go. And by the end of it, you're tired. You've run three times. You've been up all night. You've slept in a van you haven't really showered at all. Like you've got this big change from beginning to end that I think could be really fun to document if I just do it. And so I, I plan on doing that. Um, I'd really like to try to create a narrative story, like, you know, a 10 minute short film where it's, it's not like a documentary, like this is stuff that's happening in real life. I'm just going to videotape it and edit it together. But, like, I want to write something and then, you know, shoot it. And I think it'd be really, really fun to try to get it into, like, the St. Louis International Film Festival. I think it'd be really, really fun to, to make, to, like, really put a good effort into making something 
and sharing it for people to see. I think that's that's really fun. Uh, I've been watching a lot of movies, like a lot, and probably more than I'm willing to admit. But I think it'd be a lot of fun, and I think you can see how easy it is just through the video that Matt made with his friends that if you have an iPhone even, you can create a story. And, like, they, Apple's been, like, having people prove that by hiring like big time directors to to shoot short films on an iPhone just to to prove the quality of the camera in an iPhone um but like I have a DSLR and so I've got a nice digital camera and you can can write a story and it doesn't even have to be that good like I don't want to be that guy like no one tries to make a bad movie but you can watch movies on like Netflix and Amazon or whatever. And you can, you can think like I could write that like this, this, it doesn't have to be particularly complicated. You know, if you just tell a story that people want to hear, then that's good enough. And so I think it's really possible and I'm really encouraged to, to go out on a limb and try to make a short film. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but I would need some help from some friends I'm like, I I don't think I can do a one-man show. I don't think that's going to work. And I think, so you got to have at least some people to help act. I'd like to have some help with some music. I think Matt could help write music. I think that'd be really fun. Or, you know, maybe someone else. I don't know. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It's something that I'm, like, really interested in. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about a lot. So, like I said, it'd be cool. Like, if you have any ideas or any interest in that, like, hit me up. It'd be kind of fun to like, just even just brainstorm, just kind of toss some ideas around. I think it'd be a blast. So that is my review of untraceable lessons from the mound. Uh, I think, I think if I'm going to give it a score on like a five star scale, I'm giving it like a one and a half. It is funny. And so I will give it a one and a half for that. But as far as narrative, uh, or cinematography or music, Ah, it just it's it falls a little flat as far as a short film goes. As far as a YouTube video goes, it's not bad. I'd give it more like a three star YouTube video, one and a half star short film. So that's my review of Untraceable Lessons from the Mound. Um I think in the meantime let's see. My mom's last dose of the heavy chemo drug is this week. So like that's super exciting for us. So this is the last one. So after this week, she'll have two weeks off from the chemo, and then she'll have 12 straight weeks of like a lighter dose of a lighter drug from then on out, which is which is good. We're getting there. She's doing really great, and I'm like super proud of her. She's just the most amazing woman in the entire world. So there's that going on. Um, my anniversary is coming up. I've almost been married for an entire year to my wonderful wife. Um... We'll be going to Chicago for, like, Memorial Day slash our anniversary, which will be really fun. Neither of us have ever been to Chicago. And it'll be cool just to go, like, see a new place and to just kind of get away. We haven't been able to do that, partially because of COVID, partially because we spent the first half of our marriage, which has only been a year, but the first half of our marriage was spent as students. So, like, we couldn't go anywhere. So it's it's very exciting to get to go on a trip to see a new city. Uh, I plan on watching Ferris Bueller's day off to get some ideas of things to do, kind of get a vibe, you know, um, 
it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I think that's about it. I don't really have much else to say. Um, I think that's about it. So I have some fun ideas planned for some uh, future episodes. I have, uh, some things that I'd like to get recorded, but I got to kind of collaborate with some other people, which is very exciting to, to collaborate with others because I have been talking into a microphone by myself for five months, which is fine. Like I enjoy it, but it'll be good to, to get some other voices, some, some fresh blood up in here. It'll be very good for everyone. I think you guys will enjoy it a lot more too. So that's about it. That's what I got to say. Um, thank you guys for listening. I really, I really uh, appreciate you guys supporting this podcast because it just means a lot to me that I, I take the time to do this and people actually listen. That's it's good to be listened to. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you love the show, please share it with someone you love with your brother, your sister, your, your mom and dad, I guess maybe not your mom and dad share it with your friends. Um, if you hate the podcast, um, by all means, please keep listening and share it with someone you hate so that they have to listen to it too. Um, and until next week, Arrivederci.